Hello, fellow game explorers. Today, we put on our pith helmets and join Evan at the dig site of Crispy Games Company for an interview with Chris Pinion, designer of Clear the Decks. Have fun. I'm speaking with Chris Pinion. Chris, welcome to Which Game First? Uh, hi, Evan. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. And Chris is the designer of a brand new game called Clear the Decks. Age of Sail cooperative ship-to-ship combat card game for one to four players. And Chris, I do want to spend some time talking about your Kickstarter effort for getting Clear the Decks into full production and to talk about the game itself. But first, we'd like to learn a little bit more about you. So we want to know how long have you been a game designer? I would say four to five years at this point. And it's clear the decks is possibly uh, probably about the fourth or fifth game that I got to a playable level. And have you all done it all through your company, Crispy Game Company? Uh, yes. Um, you know, it's I guess it's, so. This is the first one that I, I went so far as to realize that uh, you know I'm going to try for Kickstarter. So I had to create an, an entity and mm-hmm. a website and all and all that other stuff. This isn't a word game, but I, I love word games. My family loves word games, so I'm always looking for some sort of a convenient pun or play on words. Right. So, yeah. So, my name is Chris Pinion, uh, Chris P. So, uh, that's where the game, the name came from. Crispy Games makes perfect sense to me. I'm all for puns. The more, the merrier as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Chris, what is your favorite type of game? Ooh, favorite type of game. Um, I would say I've over the last few years, it's been different styles of card games. Um, once I got once I got into the theme of Age of Sail and stuff, then I've also been on the lookout for games that are involved the theme as well. So I've really enjoyed playing. Uh, I guess the DC Comics games. That's a card. You know, the card game. Mm-hmm. Um, I had played the Pathfinder adventure card game for uh, mm-hmm. two or three years, and as well as uh, played some of the legendary Marvel game. Always liked Dominion, mm-hmm, uh, sure. all its variations. Um, and then for the thematic side, uh, right mm-hmm. now, my favorite game that it's it, it takes up a lot of space, uh, but I love playing uh, Black Fleet. Black Fleet. It has pirates, but it also has the Navy and it has merchant ships. Is that what makes that game special for you? Yes. Specifically because of its theme or is there something about the mechanics of the game or is it just the blend of the two? It's the blend because, you know, so just in that game, you you have a pirate ship, but you're controlling Navy and you have a merchant ship. So you're really playing Mm -hmm. both sides of the fence. And yeah, you're sailing your ships around. So uh, I love the theme. I love the mechanic. It does have cards. It's not a card game per se, but uh, but yeah, I I really like that one because of the the blend of of the different sides of the theme. So you you've uh, you've tipped your uh, hand in that you have uh, uh, nautical <laughs> themes certainly among your games, but also um, your interests. The interest in the theme came from the movie Master Commander, which I had always loved. Oh my gosh, love that movie! And it's a great uh, movie. You know, I, I had never investigated. Really, I've always been more of like a fantasy reader. But uh, my mom said, you know, it's based on a series of books. Two or three books in, I really got. You know, I'd always loved the theme. 
I, you know, like I said, I'd been working on other games and, and stuff was okay, but you know, I've never really personally fought dragons. Uh, I've never owned a castle. Right. <laughs> so finding something that was much more approachable was, was to real world. You know, I could go and visit. You know, I visited the USS Constitution a couple times. Um, and a, a not made up physicality to the mechanic. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a cannonball. What's the cannonball going to do? Everybody can understand that a cannonball can knock over a mast, as opposed to me sure. saying, well, you know, and I'm not knocking other games like, oh, well, the fireball will only work against this kind of drag. Well, why? Well, because that's the rule I made up. And then once mm-hmm. I really enjoy the theme, it was much easier for me to, you know, break out of my phobias or, or you know, break mm-hmm. out of my own box as far as making it easier for me to talk about something to people I don't know. For us on the show, I know there's one of our uh, things that we've talked about that kind of run through a lot of the games that we review on our show have have a real historical context to them. And I think that also strikes a chord in us in which we tend to enjoy those kind of themed games. These things really did happen in history. And like you say, there's not that fantasy element in which you sort of had to imagine what it may or may not have been like. We know what it was like and you sort of get the chance to recreate it or relive the history a little bit through the games and i find that i find that really appealing hey you know what i learned some american history and yeah some british Mm -hmm. history and stuff like that uh because i got interested in it very cool but i certainly put some uh you know nautical references and and you know a couple historical references in there and the game is a certainly enjoyable by adults, but certainly playable by kids. And, mm-hmm, you know, if mm-hmm. I get a couple people interested in the history, you know, especially like when you go to Boston, uh, Boston FIG, it's like, hey, you know, you got the ship right down the street. And if you haven't visited it and you like the game, you know what? Go over there. And it'll... It ties in nicely. It does. It, it, it takes the game to a whole nother level if you have been on a ship. But hey, through the games is a, is a great way to learn as well. Um, okay, on to your project, your Kickstarter mm-hmm. um, for Clear the Decks. So give give us a description of the game. Uh, boil it down for us as best as you can. Okay, so yeah, it's it's one to four players and it's cooperative. And uh, so many war games and things, it's always competitive. But reading all through the books, it's always about okay, you know, I'm I'm a lieutenant or a captain, and I'm relying on all these other people. So I wanted a cooperative game. You're fighting a common enemy, and each player controls three different cannons, and the game has different ammunition and officers and marines, and the core mechanic is you're basically solving a puzzle every turn of matching up what cannons are ready, what ammunition types you've got, and the targets Mm -hmm. that are on the ship. If you want to cooperate with people, it's a great game because you can all look and discuss what each person is doing. But ultimately, you're firing your own guns. So you make your own decision at the end. And ultimately, when you're on a ship, it has to be a cooperative effort. So I like the fact that here's this ship game, here's this nautical game that is a cooperative game, which we in the on the show all enjoy. Um, cooperative games for the for the features that it allows you to all sort of participate at the same time and strategize together, among other things. Certainly, the ship is an excellent representation of that. 
it, it's been funny. I, you know, you meet people and you and you set up the demos, and I'll say, okay, it's a cooperative game, and people say, oh yeah, cooperative, that's great. Is there a trader? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, and I'm like, well, you know what? I think it'd be pretty obvious the guy who's not firing his cannon and they'd throw yeah. him over pretty quickly. So yeah, no, there's no trader. So. You know, the other thing I noticed, there are other cooperative games where there's still a winner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are a couple of co-op games I love, you know, like I love Castle Panic and I, and I bought the expansions for it and I've always loved that one. And uh, people ask me, what is your game similar to? And I'm like, that's probably the closest thing I can get to. But there's still that, okay, I want everybody to do well, but I want to do better than everybody. Mm-hmm. So I specifically did not put in points and things like that. I'm like, you know what? If you stay afloat and they sink, you've won. Mm-hmm. Suits it very well. How long has it been in production? How long did it take you to get to where you are right now? It's probably two and a half years at this point. As part of that production, you know, the artwork is is really good. We're impressed with the artwork for there. And, and which artist or artists did you work with uh, for this game? Uh, his name is uh, Santiago Reynoso. I, he had done another Kickstarter game. So that was important to me that, you know, he had gone through that process. And, uh, you know, he it was affordable, which was important to me. Um, sure, certainly. Of if I'd had to use a couple of the other quotes, then I wouldn't have started on the project. Even from the get-go, he was certainly putting in more research and, and care than I had expected. I can't thank him enough for the research that he's done and the occasionally the reworks, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which are always going to happen. Absolutely. And even just some guidance, you know, certainly uh, working with somebody who's done work on other games there were a couple times where I was like, all right, well, you know, well, what if we did this? And he was like, so the one quote email he sent me was like, I couldn't live with myself mm-hmm. if I let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and that's an intangible, you know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Helping you avoid the pitfalls and traps along the way and his experience. It sounds like, you know, you guys have a real good collaboration here. It's a great product. And we're looking forward to, of course, playing it on the show. Were you at Gen Con? Not this year. Okay. Uh, I was there last year uh, and I ran, I don't know, something like eight or 10 sessions at the first exposure hall and, you know, got a lot of great feedback. Uh, I would say at that point, I haven't really changed anything in probably at least a year and a half. You know, and that's, it's really kind of been, you know, I, I, I say now I do demos. I don't do play testing. Right. That makes sense. The game works and time to just do the final refinings and then let it go and uh, let it be the game that it's going to be. The reviews so far have been positive. You can read more about them on your Kickstarter page. Is that where, we'll, that's where we go to f- help fund the game. Is that right? Correct. And that's, you know, um, I do have a website, but really because of the campaign, that's been my go-to place for for anything new that comes up. Uh, It's just crispygamesco.com. And there is a Kickstarter button front and center if you were to go there. Any new art that I've been getting from Santiago, uh, every few days I'll send it out as an email to my backers and I'll post it on Facebook. Take a look at the site, read some of the the comments from other people, and uh, yeah, see if you'd like to back me. And the name of the game, again, is called Clear the Decks, with an exclamation point. Chris Pinion, the game designer, we really thank you for joining us on Which Game First, and good luck to you. 
Thanks for joining us. If you want to know more about Clear the Decks, check out crispygamesco.com. Or to see it live and in action, head out to Play NYC in Manhattan this weekend, August 11th and 12th. Happy gaming!